Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! from when we did the last one we're like actually on a schedule almost i'm sure it's dependable our, our, our listeners our listeners love that it'll be on schedules yeah really well you know i mean do you listen to a podcast that doesn't that isn't on a schedule no i always look forward to the ones that uh like you know the dates they're coming out yeah yeah for sure not us we'll keep you uh, in suspense so, uh, what's new there, buddy? Well, since I just saw you yesterday, not a lot's changed. <laughs> yeah, we got to get there. Not for Thursday night football. No, there's no Thursday night football. Uh, we got Co- to get COVID took care of that, but it also took care of what we watched last night. Yep, Thursday night town halls. Yep. So, so have you talked to have you talked to anybody today, like no. socially? Because no. I've talked to like one or two people, and the first question, like when we were not talking about whatever we were originally supposed to talk about, the first question I asked them was, "Who did you watch last night?" I guess what Biden got better ratings. I was going to say, yeah, uh, and the thing, <laughs> the thing that's funny about Biden getting better ratings is the only person who cares is Trump. And we're, all, you know, that like people on the left are collectively like, yes, but, like was that really that big? Like all you saved yourself was the headache of a dumb tweet, you know, where yeah. he says that he got the better ratings, and you guys all, or we all, or everybody all gets in a huff and's like, that's just because you're a moron, and everyone wants to see you screw up, you know. It's like it didn't really matter. So, um, but when I ask people, I say, who did you watch? And so far, they've all said Biden. Um, and they say, how about you? I, um, I feel embarrassed. You said, you said we flipped back and forth. Well, I did, but we, uh, all right. I just, with my truth serum I took today, we, we started off for two and a half minutes of Biden. And then we said, let's see what's going on on the other channel. And then he's and just, it was, it was just like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and you're like, I guess we'll stick here. Yeah, let's just stay here. This is a little more exciting. And besides, we were told that Savannah Guthrie was going was going to be good, and so we should be watching it because of her. And sure enough, that's the one person that definitely delivered. She got reamed today. By who? Who do you think? Oh, well, who cares? <laughs> They're so mean to me. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I saw a couple of things where they were saying like that. It was a great debate last night between Guthrie and Trump. <laughs> well, Biden was off doing uh, that. Oh, that's right. Because the woman in the Trump campaign said that Biden was like Mr. Rogers. And everybody on Twitter was like, yeah, Mr. Rogers is awesome. Yeah, what's wrong with Mr. Rogers? <laughs> well, that's what everyone's like. You say something bad about Mr. Rogers. Now it's personal. Um, but she that wasn't the point she was trying to make, obviously, but it was still fun, you know, it's just typical. I was telling that before shit. we started this that I found out on CNN they talked about who the lady behind Trump was. Yeah, so that was uh, actually the second big winner of, of the day. Uh she was she's an immigration lawyer in Miami. Uh was I think she I think she was Puerto Rican or what it no Dominican. Okay. Uh, um, her name's Myra Jolly. And I'm actually gonna write this down for some reason. M A Y R A J O L I. Okay. And, uh yeah, she she's got a on her, you know, page, her social media page, she posted her talking to uh Donald Trump after the debate, talking about Sammy Sosa. I love Sammy Sosa. Tell him I said I. And I was like, oh, geez. Sammy Sosa does not want to say to hear from him. Who knows? Yeah, I guess who knows. But, um, so she was definitely the talk of a lot of people's uh, um, conversations after the event because she was nodding and, you know, throwing her hands up and all that stuff. Or Gave a big thumbs up for, for an answer everything that he was saying. Um, it was very distracting. It was distracting. Because once you start keying on it, yeah, you're just like looking at what she's going to do. You know? um, but overall, he's still fighting everybody and refuses to take any sort, like admit anything that he's done in the past. Like, you know, he's just like, I said it, oh, well. Like, he doesn't, he's, he's, he's getting to this thing. No, 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 hold on. He's I getting, said it, oh, well, is a step up. Instead, he... He, he denies uh, it, even, yes. though, even, though, even though they have, like, exact quotes from Exactly. Uh, which is very weird. Uh, I said it, oh, well, would be refreshing. <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened here. I can't see anything. Uh... Something's happening. Um, having technical difficulties. Can you hear me? Yeah, everything seems fine to me. Uh, I need to pause this, but I don't even know how to do that because I can't see the thing. But anyway, keep talking. I'll figure it out. Is it that you just can't see me? Like the whole window is like miniaturized now and I can't get it back. Um, and I don't know why it's doing this. And I can't find where to push pause or anything. It's just technical problems. Okay. <laughs> um, well, we'll fight through it. Um, um, all right. So let's go back to where we were, uh, are you going to be able to do this or are you going to be really 
Distracted. Distracted. Uh, no, we can keep going, I guess. I mean, it's just like you're doing a pod. You're just listening to me, right? Yeah, but I, I just don't know how I'm going to end this. I guess we'll figure it out. Um, well, I'll leave, and that'll probably end the whole thing. Okay, sure. Uh, but anyway, so... I'm just a little worried if we keep going and you can't end it and then the file's corrupted and then we can't, you know. It's weird. Should we just, can you edit two of them together? Just, uh, we'll we'll just keep going. Okay. We'll figure it out. Hate for all this gold to just, you know, go unheard into the ether. Exactly. Um, all right, so let's go back. So um, uh, we did watch a lot of the Biden stuff, though. And I thought, you know, I think we talked about it at the end. It was really cool that he stayed after and kept answering everybody's questions. Uh, but if we're going to talk about audience members, the big news of the See, here's the thing that's so great about watching, like, you came over to watch these debates last night. It was kind of a big deal. We're, like, watching both of them, and it's like... We're all pissed because NBC gave Trump um, a forum after he bailed on the, you know, we're all getting in an uproar. And you wake up today and it's as if it never happened because everybody's fighting about something new. So it, like, didn't even matter. And, like, so one of the things that people, well, I mean, this is a, from the debates. So you were reading about the woman behind Trump. They were talking about how one of the gentlemen in the Biden um, uh, town hall was a former tr- uh, Obama speechwriter. So, well, okay, but just let's listen to the whole thing. So that's what Fox News put out the story saying former Obama speechwriter in, you know, Biden town hall. So, of course, the whole right links this up and they're all like, See, everything's rigged against, like, Donald Trump Jr. posted it, like, three times. Everyone's like, see, everything's rigged against us. But it comes to, you know, and then, like, you know, the left, they're like, well, who cares? He's a voter. You know, it's like, all right, you'd have been, like, screaming if it was the other way around. But come to find out the guy actually wasn't a speechwriter for Obama. Uh, he he was a, um, yeah, I, don't know, I think he worked for a small business or something, um, and some some small group during the Obama administration that did not work for Obama. It was for the government, but not Obama. He was in the same position uh, with George Bush. So it's not like, oh, okay. you know, but it's Fox News. We'll spread that out and get everybody all up in a huff, you know, without getting all the facts of that. So that was the, uh, the big scandal from the other side. Um, but, you know, one of the cool things about Biden, sorry, I mean, sorry to keep, like, but he, like, kind of was like, yeah, uh, I kind of screwed that up, you know, or, yeah, that's not great. They asked if he lost what he would do, and he'd be like, well, I guess I'd go back to doing this and thinking this, but I hope that, you know, we can get over, our, you know, it's not like, well, I would. I think one of the things we also noticed in the dueling town halls was that, when Biden was asked the question, he like connected with the uh, the person answering the, asking the questions, and then Trump basically deflected the conversation 
to get out whatever point he wanted to get out uh, once someone brought up the topic, even if it wasn't part of the, the question. Um, he had his talking points for the actual subject, and he would just get that out, and he'd be like, all right, thank you for that question. And then, right. right. And he didn't really answer. No, and, and, and you know, you're, when you talk about connecting, I mean, this is where they were going to do – I mean, this is going to be the biggest problem between for Trump in, in this in, in any debate was going to be the the town hall because he, let's just say he has a little trouble connecting to people and uh, Biden, you know, like the one thing about Biden is every time he'd answer a question at the end of the question he'd say, "Did I answer your question? Did I answer your question?" You know what I mean? Like, in a, and not in a condescending way, like in a way to say, like, "Hey, did, you know, you know." Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a uh, look. You know, we. I mean, we're sitting here. Obviously, we we're leaning. We're. we're I I voted today, by the way. Oh, nice. I, was, I got so mad the last couple. That was of days. another too. It's like uh, I had already voted. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, who's changed their mind at this point? That's what I'm saying. Like everyone, you said this plenty of times that everyone already knows who they're voting for. So. Like. I um I woke up for like three days and there was just bad news. Like Ice Cube was working with Trump, that shit was getting me all upset. And I was like, man. And then I was like, you know what? The thing that I mean, it sounds kind of corny, but the only thing that's gonna make me feel better is if I just fucking vote against these people. So let me just get that done. You take a wait- on social media with your take your sticker? No, I I actually no, I don't even. I didn't really, like my. I don't even know if I took my sticker out. Um, but yeah, so uh, I actually went. So did you mail yours? I went to a Dropbox. Yeah, I went to a Dropbox, dude. And did you have it mailed or whatever? I gotta do that. I gotta make sure that. I got an email saying they that um everything was fine and my ballots counted. So. Cool. I voted for Trump. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I voted for Kanye for vice president. Did you see that on our ballot? No. Um, so on the California ballot, because Kanye did not make the ballot in time, there's a guy, um, I forgot his name. I saw an interview with him after this because I was, I, I Googled it. I said, why is Kanye for vice president on my ballot? And was some random party decided to put him as vice president and try to get more votes. And the guy who was running was like, I never even met him. I don't even know if I agree with him. <laughs> the guy who was running for president, I forget which uh, party it was. But anyway, uh, democratic process. Yay. I, I'll tell you, when I did my, you know, we did the props last week. I went over. Um, if you haven't voted yet and you want to look at your props, you can go online and I have this I showed this to you yesterday, and you can find who is donating money to all of these props in order to. Um, right, it's leaning. Yeah, to, to so like when you see all of your advertisements, and by far the biggest one is the one we talked most about last week, which was uh, Prop Twenty Two, which is the Uber. And, yeah, and I I was very yes on Twenty Two, but I've talked to a couple people who. Where it's like, dude, you should change your mind. You should be no in 22. And uh, they brought up some good points. 
Um, and then when you look at this prop spending, so I'll just use this as an example, um, the, the five biggest donors for it are Uber at 50 million, Lyft at 48 million, DoorDash at 47, Instacart 27, and Postmates at 11 million. And just to give you an idea, there's only like one other or two other things that have like, that are over 20 million. So, um, I don't know if you noticed, but the big donor for Prop 25, which was, uh, I have to remember what that was, I'd have to look it up, uh, is Steve Ballmer. He's the owner of the Clippers. He really he really is pro, uh, make sure, he, yeah, he's very pro 25. Which one's 25? Um, I'm pulling out my little booklet right now. Uh, that's a referendum on the law that replaces money bail with system based on public safety and flight risk. I was a no on 25. So no, I think on that too. So anyway, um, yeah, none of those things are were talked about yesterday, and that's fine because um, it's California. So why would they talk about it? Um, but um, yeah, I mean, your overall your temperature on this, and you know, we're we're both both just kind of sick of Trump, so we're going to be voting for Biden. Your your confidence level is pretty high, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think uh, Trump has totally fucked all this up in like the last month. Uh, well, obviously, you were pretty confident months ago. Years. Yeah, but the overall what happened in the last month when he got COVID and everything just shows how terrible of a leader he is. And I think like people have finally figured that out. And all these people have voted like ten percent of all the vo- like voting has already happened, and like. I don't know. It's going to be, there's a reason people are voting early. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, the majority of the people that are voting early have, I mean, are definitely for people that want Trump out of there. I think. Um, Well, around here. Around here. No. Yeah. I mean, obviously in other States, but I think like the majority of Early voting is for people who are sick of the guy, want him out of there. But I'm not, a, I'm not ingrained in the political system, so I'm just gonna sure. Say, I'm just going to say that's what I think. You know, it's curious because you know these debates. It's always like, like the last debate, the big talking point was that he didn't announce white supremacy, and. It's by far the most salacious detail, but it's not really like a, like, it's, it's such a stupid, you know, it's, it, it's an easy dog whistle to get everybody mad, it's, but it's not really going to affect. Well, now this is, this whole today has been all about his comment on saying, I know nothing about QAnon. Right. So that's what I was going to just bring up. So last night was about not knowing about QAnon. QAnon. I, I said I've got I've got people I'm friends with on social media who are in the QAnon. Um, I've I have a friend, the, big conspiracy theorist. I haven't even asked him about it. I should probably see if he's all into that. I'm sure he is. Who? who? A friend of mine. Okay. I um they're the closest people to get me to like engage because like, I never I made like a promise of myself that I'll I mean I am a voyeur I, I, I've mentioned this plenty of times I'm on social media I read 
all other people fighting all the time, but I never engage because I don't want to give people the satisfaction, even though they're, uh, it, you know, the fact I'm reading it is pretty hypocritical. Um, they're the closest people to get me to, to get me to get going because it's so absurd the things that they believe. But I've got one guy I was friends with, who, um, well, I mean, who I'm friends with, who just. <laughs> He he just would he he's a really smart guy. He would just go in and blow up everything, in like the most comical way that they had to say. And like, he would have been a good debate moderator. He, he um, his name's Kamal. He's uh, oh you met you met Kamal. He's and he he like he was like there was like this one thing that in April Trump was going to. All the signs pointed towards Trump was going to finally expose like the pedophile ring that Tom Hanks was like leading and all these people, Hillary Clinton, and like everything was lined up. And the guy was like, "He will, he will, you won't hear from him for seven days. And when he comes back out of hiding, this is what will happen." And so, like my friend Kamal went in on the guy was like, "You're sure? You're sure this is what's going to happen?" And he's like, "Yes, this is like da da da." He's like, "Okay." All right. So just to reiterate, you're saying that, and he wrote like the facts down. The guy's like, yep. And he's like, cool. And seven days later, he's like, bro, what happened? <laughs> you know? And then the guy would make an excuse. He goes, no, 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 no. You told me that this, 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 and this were going to happen. I'm just, will you just say it's not going to happen? Or will you just say it didn't happen? Yeah. Well, it's like yeah. the whole end of the world thing. Right. Okay, like, it came and went, and uh, the world's still here, somewhat. <laughs> well, I mean, do you do you have any um, knowledge of QAnon? Do you know anything about what they believe? I do that? not know anything about QAnon. <laughs> um, well, I mean, all I know from, from I mean, I've heard a lot today, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so that's the most I've been in. Formed on QAnon is what happened today. Well, so I've checked every once in a while to see my QAnon one or two conspirator friends, and they're not posting anything to say like, "Hey, that was a good night for us." <laughs> you know, like you would think the president doesn't disavow the thing that you like that you believe he's going to uh, stop all the child trafficking and by the Democrats who are trying to drink their, the kid's blood. Um, you would think the fact that he didn't denounce it might mean it's pretty good for, you know, a good look for you. But, um, there's an article on CNN today, like on the front page about this guy who was like involved in QAnon, uh, and basically like left, and he like was on it for like a long time and he said he just like wasted time like basically he said it's all negative and not one positive thing came out of that he's like he finally realized that it was all bullshit after like getting he was like I got so in deep on this thing I was like yeah that's all this shit happened and then all the stuff started kind of unraveling and he's like I gotta get out of this uh, <laughs> so he they did a whole interview with him on CNN that's interesting um but, um, yeah. Well, anyway, going back to the point that that's the number one talking topic, and really, him not—I mean, it's the most salacious, the most you know, comical. But is it really gonna? Is it really gonna change your life if the president 
doesn't disavow QAnon. You know, it's like no. So what do we think? So the last debate is next week. Yeah. What do we feel is going to happen in that debate? Well, okay. So Trump's down apparently, according to the polls. Yeah. Down pretty big. So he has to go on full out attack. Um, you know, he he's been quoted as saying that he won the election, the last election in the last four weeks of his campaign. And so he thinks he can do that again with this last four. So he is going to have to go on full. I mean, not that he doesn't go on full attack mode all the time anyway. But I, I think it's going to be, um, I don't know. I mean, you would think if you're losing that bad, you wouldn't just keep doing more of the same. But do you see him changing anything? I think he just thinks ramping it up more. Well, I, I, you're going to mute him, I thought. Oh, really? Yeah, they're, they said that they are talking about doing a mute button on the microphone. So you can see where this goes, right? He goes on attack, and then they mute him, and then he just spends the rest of the time crying about how everybody doesn't like him. Um, it's really, you know, I think, did we talk about this? It's really hard. They're, you know, they're having a hard time finding someone that's nonpartisan. And it's like, if you, if you are in the press, you deal with reporting on this, and you have to deal with him on a daily basis, it's really hard to find someone who doesn't think he's an asshole. They need to, like, I think the, I've got a person to do the... I got two people. Okay. Mel Rian. Who? That girl from the OAN. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. What about Chris Weber? <laughs> from TNT? <laughs> Uh, man, I don't know. It's uh, I'm, I don't even know if I'm going to watch it, to be honest with you. Oh, you're going to watch it. I'll tape it. I'll tape it. I'm supposed to go out. Uh, never mind. I got plans that night. You got big plans? Yeah, big um, plans. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Giants, Giants-Eagles game is on the same night, too. Oh, oh, that's tough. So there's three losers on that night. Exactly. Um, he, uh, so, all right, so you feel like he's pretty much done. I... I think that he is, I mean, I, I, I think he's done as far as we, like, well, like, the country is sick of him and they want him and he doesn't have the votes. But I do think that, uh, I, I don't think, I don't think that's enough to get him out. And I think that everything that's happened so far with Trump, every single thing, every single norm that he's broken Everybody said right before, well, he wouldn't do that. <coughs> and then nobody comes up with a plan of how to deal with it if he does. And then when it happens, they just let it happen and say, well, who just thought he really would have done that? Like, dude, he's telling you right now what he's going to do. And I just do. This is, all leading, this is all leading up to the worst job ever given to anybody. And that is the Secret Service detail of pr- former President Donald Trump. um so i don't know so like while he may lose this election i don't know if he's not going to be our president still he just and look i am way more on the negative side about this i just don't i just seen too much the last four years to make me that every every single norm has 
completely been destroyed. It's going to be a bad state of affairs if he wins the election because there's going to be a lot of rioting. Uh, but there's anyway. going to be a lot of rioting if he loses. No, I don't know. Seriously? Yeah, I don't. I think it'll be more the other way. Uh, uh, you're right. It won't be rioting. It'll just be like fucking shooting. It's going to be nasty either way. It really is. It's going to be really nasty either way. It's going to be interesting. And we're not going to know on the on election night either. So. Well, then just think about how he's going to be for those, like, next two months before he's sworn, before Biden's win. Like, will there be a more horrible human being than him for those, like, like... He's just going to try to break... He's just going to, like, try to, like, destroy... All of like, like the whole government, like in two months. Oh yeah, well I'm just going to make an executive order. He's going to pardon himself and do all this yeah. other shit. He's like, so it's going to be weird. Yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So that's our first subject since we didn't have Thursday night football. Was the was the debate? Uh, the the town halls, not the debates. I do have a quick note. Okay. That we didn't get to. Um, so the the woman who played the local news anchor on Shuby Halloween. Yeah, it's his wife. No, there's another woman. Oh, oh okay. That uh, was like the actual anchor. Not not the one that was like on the street. That was his wife. Like doing okay. all the street thing. She was an actual anchor in Boston and she got fired from her job because being in the movie violated her contract. Really? Yeah. Like, I guess there was like some sort of clause in there. They haven't released the exact, like, what caused the conflict, but apparently she wasn't allowed to do any media without. I don't know. She she went on social media and said that she got fired. I'm sure Sandler or someone's going to come and you know she'll she'll have another job soon. But yeah, that sucks. It does suck. Um, what else? Uh, there was a I thought there was another thing I wanted to talk to you about. Um, no, I guess not. So I guess our other topics are. Oh, the new Tom Petty Wildflowers album came out today, and uh, I'm excited for that. I don't really have. <laughs> I don't really. I just wanted to bring that up. Hey, is your is your picture in picture in up again? Is your so, Zoom working? Yeah, it's working. Oh, so you can see my reaction of not caring about that. Okay, I I thought I was just getting away with that without you seeing me. <laughs> I was my honest reaction to that. I just didn't think that you could see me. Um, yeah, great. Um, um, it's going to be a, pretty good. Um, so anyway, um, so we are, you want to do the movie? Let's, since get we, into, let's get into our movie. We'll, we'll end with some football. All right. Because we're already talking about the injustice that this woman faced for her role in Hubie Halloween. So let's talk about the injustice, the trial of the Chicago 7. So uh, this movie, um, 
It just came out today. Today's Friday. Uh, the, we did not watch this together because we were no. And uh, so if you haven't, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some kind of spoiler shit in here, but it's a true story. So you probably know kind of what happened. Yeah. So this movie um, was originally supposed to be directed by um, Steven Spielberg. And uh, hence Mark Rylance, Rylance being in it. Okay, all right, all right. That I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but he's in every fucking Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Um, yeah, that guy does like British stage or Spielberg. That's it. Um, it's now it was now taken over by uh, it's it went through a bunch of production hell for a long time, and then finally uh, Aaron Sorkin decided he was going to take the reins and he is directing it. He, he originally like wrote it and he wrote it anyway, but, but yeah, so it's just go ahead. huge cast. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I wrote a list down. There's a guy from the wire, the guy from Zodiac, the guy from billions, the guy from Frost Nixon, the guy from succession, the guy from Watchmen, okay. Sasha Baron Cohen and Mark Rylance and yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So Mark Strong, I thought was the best. Well, let's just get it. Um, Mark Strong. Isn't that his name? From Succession? Oh, uh, no. Jeremy Strong. Mark Strong's the bald British guy who's like yeah. a bad guy. He's like a badass. He was he was Sasha Baron Cohen's um, brother in the, the movie where Sasha Baron Cohen was the spy that hid in the... Yeah. Um, yeah. God, that movie. Um, so what were you, what was your thoughts on this? I thought this movie was the Sorkinest bunch of Sorkins that ever Sorkined. <laughs> okay. And if you know what that means, it's like, it was just very Aaron Sorkin. It was very Aaron. It was very Sorkin-y. Which isn't bad. Like, that's the, I like Aaron Sorkin. I, first of all, I'm a sucker for courtroom dramas. Love it. Like, a movie, I love a courtroom drama movie. Yeah. Uh, TV show, I'm all right. I don't need it. Movie? I don't know. There's just something about the weight of like when they come into the courtroom in between shit. It always gets me. Like I'm kind of in anyway. Um, but you know, with Sorkin, you're getting a certain perspective, and you're getting lectured or say lecture. But yeah, you're getting kind of preached to about a certain ideal. And um, we're gonna. We're, you're not. This. This wasn't the end of that. Uh, this was. You know. More of that, which and but it's fine. Towards the end, they uh, they did give you kind of the other perspective of it when they asked when you find out about Eddie Redmayne's the recording. Uh, yeah, of like what he said, so it wasn't totally one sided. No, no, no. But but no, Aaron Sorkin isn't. That's the thing is he's not one sided. He's not usually like on a side. He is. It's an ideal with him. It's idealism. It's like the West Wing is the ideal of what the president should be. You know, I mean, I don't even watch the West Wing, but like, it's not so much that this side is right and that side's wrong. It's like this romanticizing of how our systems work, and um, that that there is an underlying um, desire for good with these people's motives, and it's just becoming glaringly untrue you know more and more these days so like you look at even um what was the the newsroom the newsroom was 
you know, it was about basically how uh, Jeff Daniels had had enough because the system was all breaking down and he just decided to be honest. And it was like, oh, man, we all love that guy, you know? We do. And I, I you know, I mean, I'll fall for it. I'm in. But, you know, and this is this is him kind of show, you know. I mean, it's, it's not as black and white as it's not like, you know, like there's a lot of caricatures in this. It's not as much, and it's certainly not how the judicial system is good, but. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of like what a lot of the movie was about is just how bad the justice system was um, in prosecuting or in basically putting out their own agenda. Right. Um, and it was funny, like that opening scene where Nixon gets. Um, elected and they bring in the new attorney general and then the guy's like let's go and fuck shit up like we're gonna change <laughs> we're basically changing everything that the last president did and we're doing our own thing and that's like a lot of like what the Trump administration did if we're bringing it back to that a little bit sure uh, no there's a lot of that there, there's a lot right and um, you know they use Joseph Gordon-Livett to try to say that not everybody on the one side was bad, even though they're just doing their job. Um, but um, I'll tell you one thing. Eddie Redmayne should win an Oscar for this just because he did a great job of being, playing a normal guy. It was, like, really weird to see him playing a normal guy. Disagree. I hate Eddie Redmayne. I, for I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sure being, he's a good actor. I'm being facetious, but he, oh, okay. Oh, I wasn't. It wasn't real. That wasn't true. Um, I was just saying, like the him trying to play a normal guy was so awkward. I totally agree with you. He just brood. He just can't help but brood in every, and he's got no shoulders. And so, like in every scene, he's just. I mean, I can't imagine what it'd be like to be friends with that guy. Like, imagine sitting around watching a football game or something with that guy, and he's in the corner brooding. And like, hey, but hey, hey, bud, you okay? Ed, what's going on? You're not happy. Your team's up thirty points. You know, yeah. it's not like you know. I know I'm having a good time. Like, uh, whatever. Uh, no, he's not my favorite guy. Um, but he was good. He's still pretty good in it. I, I, I mean, as much as I say that, I don't think that obviously the guy's a good actor, and he. Everything he's in, he's pretty good. I, I just don't like how he plays everything, but whatever. Um, I thought, you know, obviously uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and I thought Jeremy Strong together were really good, all their scenes. Um, and I liked Mark Rylance. I think he's probably going to get some uh, Oscar talks, nominations. Um, I really enjoyed the opening of them introducing all the characters. So, it was like it would cut like in the middle of like a conversation and it'll be like another character. Yeah. Uh, the way they did that um, was pretty good. Um, a lot of the setup too was, uh, was good for, you know, when we get later on in the trial, um, learning more and more about how people can take any sort of slice of what, like basically misconstrue what people say 
and uh, like like the scene where uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, he had this one line that I wrote down where he said, "Give me a moment. I've never been on trial for my thoughts before." Yeah, well, went, so, yeah. He went through that whole thing about hey, that's a, that's like such a that's see like that's an Aaron Sorkin, Sorkin line. Thing. Yeah, he's like. He went through the whole Bible thing. He's like, yeah. He's like, this section of the Bible says that he should go kill his parents. But if you read the before that and after that, it has a different meaning. Yeah. It's like shit like that uh, was interesting. And I can't believe. Right. But that's also like why Sorkin's awesome because writing that shit is fucking awesome. I really, I haven't, since we just watched this, literally, um, I really want to go back and find out if that whole attorney general going on stand was like true well i i can't imagine they made that part up well if, if they did that wouldn't they remove the whole uh everybody in the court because yeah that i was curious about that too go out and say this is bullshit this well, guy because it's the jury who makes the decision yeah but they can go to the media and say that the guy wouldn't let yeah but the decision's been made if the jury decides it it's still it, the whole thing was, you know, based in the media. Um, like, got them a mistrial, and you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Um, all right, so I want to go through the characters because you were you you get you kind of gave us an introduction to them all. So, um, we have Eddie Redmayne who plays. He's probably like the lead, you know, one of the lead guys. It's basically his ideal his his version of this versus Sasha Baron Cohen's um, Sasha Baron Cohen plays. What's his name again? Um, um, yeah. I guess you should pull it up. Um, it's funny, uh, Abby Hoffman. And it's yeah. funny because I've heard that name and I didn't know a ton about him. Um, but um, I thought, all right, so we said we, we thought about Eddie Redmayne. I thought Sasha Baron Cohen was awesome. He also got funnest. He do, like that part must have been really fun. Like he's smart, you know. He's the smartest guy in the room, but he's also the jokester. He's all, you know. He's like everything. He gets to like he gets to be everything in that role. Like that that must have been like a blast. He gets all the good lines, um, and like Jeremy Strong is funny as his, as he is is his hippie partner. Um, I forgot his name, Jerry, um, but. But he's more the comic relief. So, like, it, you know, he it keeps falling back on him to be kind of like the super hippie stereotype where Abby Hoffman isn't that. He's too smart for that. So, um, what did you think of Sasha Baron Cohen's accent? It started off rough in terms of the Boston draw. It sounded like But a, why was he... Is he from Boston? Like, hey, there's there's some Boston, some Chicago, yeah. some there was, definitely, there was definitely a Boston noir thing going on. Yeah, um, there's some not, of it. I know. I'm not exactly sure, uh, but it didn't bother me. No, it it. I I wrote it down right away um, because I was like, uh oh, this is going to probably be a problem. This accent. Um. Um. Then I wanted to, um, the next guy I want to ask you about is uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Is this is this the baddest guy that Joseph Gordon-Levitt can be? Like he, he didn't really have anything to do. 
He was always just muted, really. He was very, I thought he was good. I thought he was really good. Um, I thought he was good, but he wasn't like he didn't really do anything. He was like there was no, yeah. He was just like stood there and monotonely said it whatever he needed to say. It wasn't like there was like a, any power behind anything he was saying. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays the lawyer who is the prosecution of this case. And he's a, um, you know, he's very early you established that he is a guy of like scruples and morals at the same time taking on this task. Um, and, I, and I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. He's going to be, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is like the bad guy. But he's not, you come to realize he's not, you know, necessarily the bad guy. Um, and so I was, that's why I was asking, like, can he ever be the bad guy? And like, is this as bad as we're going to ever see him? Because he's such a likable guy. I don't know. Is he that likable? Yeah, I think so. I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I, I do. I like him in every... Like He just like seems like such a likable guy. Um, uh, what else? John so, Carroll Lynch? So, yeah, I, actually, that's the next guy I was going to ask about. When you think of that guy, what movie do you think of him from? Fargo. Fargo, okay. okay. I think... See, okay. You probably think Zodiac, right? Yeah, I think of him as Zodiac, but I really... Was it like him? He's in, like, so many movies. Wasn't he, like, the really messed up, like, sex guy in Snake Eyes or something? Oh, I don't remember. Dude, he's been um, in, he's in, he's in, like, literally every movie. Yeah, well, there's a lot of those guys. Like, the main guy from uh, the, the new attorney general is from The Wire. Like, I was like, who's that guy from? Um, uh, the guy in the Black Panthers, uh, what's his name? The, from Watchmen. Yeah, he's uh, he's the naked blue man in Watchmen. Um, then you got you know Jeremy Strong's a succession guy, and you got uh, what, what about um, what's the judge's name? Um, oh, uh, Frank Langella. Yeah, Frank Langella. He's in a lot of stuff. Where do you where do you think of Frank Langella from? What comes into your mind? Um, what movie comes to mind when I think of Frank Langella? <laughs> he's another one that's been in so many things well then uh, you get him mixed up with like Christopher Lee and all these other people so oh, Frost Nixon I guess yeah so that's what I put him as Frost Nixon guy but I all I mean look I don't know if you remember that show um, uh, well that was on HBO about the actors I loved it I remember I, when I first came out here I thought that's what life was going to be like with um, and Greenstein or Greenberg or um Anyway, he was the he basically played um, this famous um, acting teacher who would have affairs with his students and everything. He was, he was Skeletor in uh, Masters in the Universe. Okay, if that's right. what we're going for. Okay, we'll go with that. That's fine. Um, I'm trying to think, like there are like old seventies movies that he's like, what's going on? He, he's he's been in a lot of fucking movies. That guy. So the other thing that uh, so one of the things I didn't like I didn't I, so you know, I with you I like the opening and then they get into the courtroom and I kind of didn't like the first uh, uh, opening courtroom. Um, I didn't like how 
like we're I know we're getting to know our characters, but we're it's all happening in this one scene where everyone's just yelling shit at the, at the judge, and uh, it kind of almost became like a comedy of errors. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to like I don't want to see that necessarily. It kind of fell you know fell out of that and fell into its groove. Um, but then all of a sudden they they do things like skipping to day twenty three, then suddenly it's day eighty nine. You're like, I kind of wanted to see a little bit more of what was going. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would have just been frankly Angela yelling at everybody. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I thought they brought in like the big um, protest themes and stuff, the action. Uh, I thought they did a nice job of bringing that in after the argument. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I thought their timing with that was really well done. Uh, and then um, we got a nice, we got a nice cameo. At the end of Act Two. Well, Michael Keaton. I had no idea that he was in it. I know. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, he was the attorney general that got replaced by uh, whatever his name is, uh, who was part of the whole Watergate thing. Nixon. Uh, no, but he got replaced by, what was the, what was the guy's name? Uh, the attorney general who took over for him? Uh Barry Gold was it Barry Goldwater or Gold whatever? You let's not embarrass ourselves. Stick with the movie. Um, yeah. So you get to the point where someone wants to do right, and uh, there was really no. So the the judge has like all the respect for this guy, right? He's like the you know former attorney general and like you know he's probably like I don't know so anyway um, but he really doesn't treat he does the one part where he treats him like with respect but then also not allowing his testimony to be you know heard by the jury was kind of fucked up and I wanted to I, know, I wanted to know like what the character that Michael Keaton was playing, like, did after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to know, like, did he advocate for the new trial, or was, it, like, was he, did he, like, appear in the new trial, all this stuff? Like, I'm, I'm really curious how that went down. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, last thing I want to say about it is, uh, it it also very much um, played out like a theater, like a play. You know what I mean? Like you could totally see this as a staged um, performance, right? Yeah. Like you have all your characters are so you know that's one of the great things about this story. Um, if uh, if I'm looking at it and I want to make this movie, I'd be like, dude, this is awesome. The, the seven, eight, however you want to say it, people are all coming from a different angle on the same thing. And so there's inner conflict between them as well as the conflict that they're all in against uh, the prosecution. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, would, it, it would play out very well on a stage. And, it, uh, and a lot of it was like that. Um, but, um, so yeah, so you think, so Mark Rylance, that's, that's oh, that's the last thing I want to say. We didn't talk about him enough. Um, I thought he was awesome. I don't. Yeah, he was really annoys good. me more. Well, I don't know if he annoys me. 
I don't know where I come out on him. I just I don't understand how he came out of nowhere and was just like awesome and everything. <laughs> Maybe that's what annoys me because I love him in Dunkirk too. Um, but that was a really terrible wig. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Just want to say that I, he was he was really good. Yeah, I like that they showed he had like forty seven contempts of court during the whole thing. Oh. God, it must have been crazy to be in that courtroom. Yeah. Um, but I like oh, that oh. they, yeah. like they brought in, like, the family element. How it kind of, like, you know, like, people don't really see in the moment what someone's trying to do. And then they see how people react to what they're trying to do and, like, change their opinions. I don't know. It's, it's, God, you're right, because a lot of that, a lot of the dog whistling that's happening now in politics is, is, is a lot of that, where it's just misconstruing a word here and there, and next thing you know, we got, like, rioting going on, you know? It's like, so, uh, gonna... on, uh, on, on TV, there was the um, Edward Snowden documentary. Yeah. Where he, like, basically didn't tell any of his family like what he was doing like because it would put them in danger so he just like went ahead and did it and then um you know you see later on like the how it affects all the people that you know but he was yeah. also on something really good but anyway so, uh, let the last that guy on this was i forgot this you is playing that guy oh remember his that movie that was terrible. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, the last that guy in this movie was the 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 assistant um, DA or whatever the assistant not DA his uh, his courtroom assistant um, is a guy from Billions, and I thought he was really good. Especially was, if you know what that was his boss. No, no, no. I mean, I'm sorry. I meant Mark Rylance's assistant. Oh yeah. He's he's from Billions and he plays a complete weasel, like the complete opposite guy of this. And I was just so shocked that that guy could be anybody like else, like this guy. So I thought that? he was good. What else was that guy in? Uh, I just know I just know Billions. But anyway, uh, um, so overall, I I really like I, I liked it. I thought it was yeah. Uh, it, it's my it's probably my favorite. Favorite movie since Palm Springs, I guess since the sum, you know, since the beginning of the summer. Can't think of anything else I liked as much. Um, at least not narratively. Yeah, this Oscars is going to be so weird because like nothing's coming out. Well, and it's probably going to be a lot of documentaries because that's the one thing you can keep making right now. I don't know. They should just push the Oscars. Like fuck it. Like just don't have the Oscars this year and do a two-year thing. Um, but anyway, well, I'm sure we'll discuss that as that gets closer. Oh, there's so let me be, ask you this: There's going to be movies I, coming out. There's going to be some good movies coming out. I'm a member. I'm a member of the SAG NomCom this year, right? For, but only for television, not for movies. Will this will this movie fall on my um, TV or movie list? Like, will I be able to nominate this, or will this be considered a movie? It's going to be considered a movie. Why? Why is that? Theaters. It did. Okay. 
Yeah, it came out in theaters September 25th or something. All right. I just wanted to make sure. Um, should we move on to our last subject of football? I feel like I didn't do a great job with that review, but I enjoyed it. What are you talking about? We just went through the, we just watched the movie. I we just talked. To, I thought we actually, you know, we didn't give away like what happens in it. We like I we broke down I, some performance stuff. Like, I think if I had a chance to download and figure out figure out my thoughts, I think it would have been better. But all right, I think I think you should go watch it. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, all right. So we both went three and zero. Who did you have last week? I had. Good question. I had the Rams, I had the Chargers, and I had the Dolphins. Huh? What was the Chargers spread? Nah, seven and a half. Um, and I had the, the Dolphins. Okay. So there's a, there's a whole COVID positive thing going on with the uh, the fucking Patriots right now. So well, there's a spread on that game. Yeah, it's Monday, and there's a spread on it. I just pulled up. It says Kansas City is giving uh, Le'Veon Bell six hundred and ninety thousand dollars. But I mean, he gets paid by he gets paid. Take it back. It it did not get moved, but there is a spread on it. It's on Sunday. Um, the Jets have to pay. Five million dollars to him for the rest of his contract. Oh, jeez. Um, but anyway, all right. So, uh, who do you like? To hey, I just got my email from AT and T. I'm available for that iPhone upgrade. Did you look up the iPhones as I told you about it yesterday? No, I need to. Twelve. Well, I'm gonna get a new phone probably at the end of the year. Twelve Pro. Looks good. And I don't usually, like, jump on these Apple products, but I think this one looks good. Um, all right. All right. So what's your first pick? Uh, so right now you're 11 and 3, which is just outstanding. Congratulations. I'm 9 and 5. I'm not really that um, confident in my picks this week. I think I was pretty confident. Um, there's a lot of things I like, but I don't love. Like, I actually had a couple, but my first pick I'm going to take is Pittsburgh Steelers minus three and a half against the Eagles. Um, I kind of feel three like... Three and a half? Three and a half, yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Not against the, not against the Eagles, against the Browns. Uh, because I was... I'm sorry. It's three and a half against the Browns. Uh I don't know if the Browns are that bad, but I, I kind of still – I think the Steelers aren't getting enough credit, you know. Um, the reason there I is, said that – There's a chance Baker Mayfield may not be able to play because I think he went home sick and there's like a COVID protocol thing. Oh, really? That is, may keep him out. I mean, I'm sure they'll figure this out, but there's a chance that uh, – what's his name is going to start – um, who was the guy that started for the uh, Vikings? Um, fuck, sorry. For uh, for no, um, uh, I know what you're talking about. Fuck, I can't think of it. 
Uh, he was he was a Rams quarterback before that, right? Um, to me, the worst because I like that guy uh, and I want to root against him. Uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. That's right. Because uh, I remember when when they did the Rams the Hard Knocks, the first one, they like Case Keenum and his wife. They were like these really awesome, nice people. So, um, yeah, I also want to mention that you know last week we got we got while we're talking football, we got together to watch games and we got together for our Giants Cowboys game, that atrocity. And uh, I asked you the question of. You know, as as you probably know by now, if you're a football fan, that Dak Prescott's out for at least the year. Um, a really nasty injury, and I just feel I felt so horrible. Um, and it was totally surreal because Romo's calling the game. And Romo had a bad injury, and Dak's the one that replaced him. And there was all this stuff about Prescott's contract that we we talked about like, every week last year, and uh, he still didn't have it. And, um, you know, he's the only guy who dealt with depression this year. His brother died. Um, it's kind of awesome that everybody kept giving him, you know, him a stand ovation and kept throwing up the four. But every time they did something good, but it's still so sad. And he's supposedly like an awesome guy. And I've never been a full deck supporter because I was a big Romo guy. So it's all just tough and at the same time I don't think that the I don't think the team takes a giant step back from it either um, I was listening to Trent Dilfer you you hate Trent Dilfer right I mean he played for the Giants well no he killed the Giants in the Super Bowl but no but I mean as an announcer do you like dislike Trent Dilfer I can't remember uh, no I don't have any LL towards well listen to him break this down I thought this was pretty cool he was talking about how um one of the problems with the Cowboys specifically was that they passed too much and they were relying way too much on the pass. And now that they have Dalton in, and trust me, this isn't going to be a Cowboys thing. Now they have bought Dalton in. They're going to like probably have to wind up using Zeke a lot more and mixing it up. And it's probably going to make their offense a little bit better. And he said, because one of the problems that we're having now is that everybody's like way too pass happy. And he's like, and trust me, this is coming from a quarterback, but starts at the college level because all of these offensive coordinators in college come up with these big spread systems where there's no your quarterback doesn't need to read a defense as well so they're not coming into the nfl knowing how to read how you know they know to look and then to check down but they don't know to like how to see the whole field they're saying like that's why brady's so great you know breezy was so great at it because they could see the whole field and now you have you know most of these young quarterbacks you know, they have, they don't have the same, they don't see the, the field the same. And basically it was just talking about how. You're going to be fine. Um, huh? You're going to win the same amount of games. you I'm not talking about the Cowboys, but I just thought it was interesting that he said, you know, the reason that these offensive coordinators in college do this is because if they can create this big high scoring passing system, they'll get continuously get rehired and big contracts because they'll, they'll develop this persona of this guy and they wind up hurting, you know, rookie quarterbacks. And they were saying, well, who's really bad at it? And the first answer he had was probably Jared Goff. Jared Goff, if his first read isn't there, 
he's kind of in trouble. But he's still good. He's like, don't get me wrong, but it's just, you know, uh, the system makes him better than than he probably, you know, than, than he learned in college. Anyway, what's your first pick? Uh, I'm taking the Colts minus seven and a half versus the Bengals. Um, I know we have money on the uh, Colts not making the playoffs, but it's looking like they are going to. Yeah, I think that we're past that one. <laughs> they have a really good defense. Um, and and uh, Texas, the Texans just fired their coach. Um, well, it's Bengals. Know, the Titans are pretty good, though. Bengals. Oh, you're talking about for that division? Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, for them to not make the playoffs. The Titans are, the Titans are legit. They're really good. Yeah. Uh, well, right. I, just, I just don't think uh, I think Joe Burrows is going to have a tough time this week. Yeah, I I don't trust um, I don't trust uh, Philip Rivers at all, though. Um, so did, he, you hear that they, did you hear that they were like, uh, oh, we we don't have any plans to like bench fucking Philip Rivers, and I'm like, yeah. You gave him $25 million. He's playing the year. And then you figure out what you're doing. I think the one ex- year, $25 million, you're going to play him. The problem with betting on Indy, though, is you'll be up by, like, 14 with the ball with under two minutes left. And Philip Rivers will, like, will do something Philip Rivers-y. And, uh, I just think they're going to run the ball, though. I, I, their defense is going to take care of the points, I think. I'm just going to tell you that. I'm not, look, I'm not against it. It's just, I'm saying that that's the fear of betting on Indy. I'm 11 uh, and 3. I'm not telling you it's a bad pick. I just said that's, that'd be my favorite. What's your second pick? I'm going to take the the Green Bay Packers minus one at Tampa Bay. Dude, yeah, okay, so this is the game of the week, I think, right? Probably, yeah. Either that or Dolphins Jets. Yeah, um, so it's going to be interesting because well, hold on. we Casey don't know. Buffalo. Wait, Casey Buffalo is a pretty yeah. That's a really good game. On Monday, I'm going to be in the air. But anyway, so um, but you really have your whole football schedule planned out for the next week. You can't watch the debate because there's a Thursday night football game. You can't watch the Monday night because you're going to be in the air, and you know this. You know this better. <laughs> you know this. Okay, keep going. Dude, I want them to have fucking football. Like, Tuesday night football was great. It was great. And then two Monday night games every week? Let's go. I'm, I'm with I, you. I have a feeling they're going to move this fucking Patriots game to Tuesday. Well, Tuesday. here's the problem. You know that there's only two 4 o'clock games on Sunday. How ridiculous is that? You're getting either the Rams Niners or you're, or I'm sorry, you're getting either the Jets Dolphins or Packers. There's yeah. no need to, there's no need to put on the red zone channel after the first game. No, no one's watching that Jets Miami game. Um, but is that bullshit? Like what's the NFL doing? Well, it's all because they had to move shit around. Okay. Like there's two Monday night games. Um, Right. Yeah, I think that Denver Broncos game is going to move, but we'll see. Or the, the yeah, the Patriots Broncos. Even though it's already moved, it moved from last week. That game was supposed to be last week, and they fucking moved it because. Uh, but anyway, so speaking of Jets Dolphins, 
I like the Dolphins minus nine versus the Jets. That's my uh, second pick. I think I they are fucking terrible. And uh, Fitzpatrick, having, he's been doing pretty well lately. Putting up it's, some really, it's really hard to not pick against the Jets. It really is. He's putting up some points. Um, Do you think you're going to take whoever's playing the Jets as long as it's under 10 every week? I mean, it kind of seems like it should be, you know. Maybe. I get it. Uh, God, so you might have to watch the Red Zone channel just to keep an eye on that score, but I, I feel bad yeah, because I'm that's... I'm not watching one minute of the game. That game. <laughs> um, all right, my third is the Sunday night game, which is I'm taking the Rams minus three and a half over the 49ers. Um, I feel like I take the Rams. I feel like I take the Rams every week, but um, Garoppolo got had a horrible game. The Forty Niners look awful. Yeah, you got benched that second. I can't figure out why this spread is only three and a half. Yeah, I don't know. And and more people are putting money on the Niners at the plus three and a half. I can't figure it out. I don't know what I'm missing. Which means I'm probably missing something pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think that I think the Rams are good. I think the 49ers just are not good this year. I mean, they too many injuries. Kind of wasn't in love with the team coming into the season. I know, you know there's that second that Super Bowl hangover year that everyone talks about, but I just I kind of felt like everything fell into place right for them last year when they didn't have uh, they lost their best receiver before the season started and your quarterback is kind of meh. Um, I, I just don't see how, you know, when you have a harder schedule, how you're going to keep it going and you're playing arguably at least one of the two hardest divisions in football. Um, so I am taking the the Rams, uh, but listen, seems like, said, seems like a good bet. Just as I said that about rivers, Fucking golf will do something really golfy to fucking break your heart at the end of this game, too. Um, so uh, those are my three. What's your third? Third is the Lions minus three and a half versus Jacksonville Jaguars. I know this is on the road, but the Lions coming off a bye, refreshed. Um, and uh, I just don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars are good. And I know every year, every week you pick a game. I mean, you you did you haven't this season, but every year we do this. Every week you pick a game that it just astounds me that you find something good to say about one of the two teams, and this is that game. I don't think uh, Detroit is that bad. I don't know why. I just don't think they're that bad. They have a good how long do you have to stay with a team? Like, you know, you and I start the season, you're like, um, I think this team's going to be good. I think this team's going to be good. I think this team's going to stink. Da, 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 da. How, how many weeks do you need before you can, like, be like you know what? I was wrong. I'm, I'm going to start switching my whole – because you have to do it if you're going to keep gambling, right? You have to realize when you're, like, really wrong. How, like – over- I think once we get halfway through the season, you know what each team's going to do. So you don't think after like week two or week three that what you thought you you know okay see I just look you're eleven and three I'm not gonna argue with you but like I think after week three it's like okay I this is what I had wrong and, and I gotta fix it. 
Well, I'm planning on going three and zero this week too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, of course. All right, well, uh, cool. I'm flying out of town, so we might be doing this remotely next time. But we do it remotely now, so why is it any different? Yeah. Were you not going to have a computer with you? I'll have my computer. Well, then it's going to probably be the same for anybody that's listening. You know what I don't get right now? I'm looking at our Zoom. Your picture looks so good and mine looks so shitty. I don't know. Maybe you should uh, clean off your uh, camera. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Uh, usually it's the other way around. I'm going to tell you that. Usually I'm like very, like, I'm like very impressed with how much better my, my, mine looks and cleaner than yours does, but not right now. Um, all right. All right. We'll talk. Thanks for listening, people. We'll talk later. Yeah. We'll do, we'll have separate town halls and we'll broadcast them for you. All right, buddy.